Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, The Autistic Woman. There are now two ways you can contribute to the podcast. There's a link in the show notes. You make it possible for me to be here bringing you content about autism. Thank you for your support and emails and messages. This episode is about autistic experiences that aren't written about in scientific literature, as far as I know. Most of these can only be observed by an autistic person because we know what to look for. We know our own experiences. We don't need scientific proof. I'm calling this episode, The Little Things. I often hear from other autistics who have stories similar to mine. We have uncommon things in common. We also have things that are uniquely ours. We see the world from a different point of view, together. These are little things to some, and to autistics like me, they are how we live our lives. Something I enjoy about being autistic is a delight in the little things. I recently watched a three-year-old boy pick up a red jelly bean, hold it near his mother's red shirt, and squeal with delight that it matched. He then picked up a green jelly bean and saw it matched a plant and laughed with excitement. I relate to him. To me, his being delightful made me delighted. I'm like him, not with jelly beans, I've grown past that, with things like sunsets, plants, birds, the moon, art, and more. I think there are times when delight in the little things is considered to be childlike by some, but seriously, isn't it quite sophisticated that we can appreciate life so much that we experience things that continue to bring joy? We live in the moment when others struggle with it. Examples like this of primarily sensory things are overlooked by researchers. Most autistics don't doubt their own expertise on the subtleties of autism. To many autistics, sunsets are amazing. Look at the colors. It isn't just color, it's the left and right brain that are activated. We know there will never be another sunset that's exactly the same as the one we're looking at. We feel awe and appreciation. I thought everyone felt the way I do. I mean, right? I've discovered it's my autistic brain that lights up over little things. I like the feeling I get when knowledge and emotion work together. I'll hear a bird and interrupt a conversation with a big smile on my face. It's a curved bill thrasher. Then I see that look that says, uh, no, we're not interested. See, I can read faces. It's not only the obvious that brings delight to many autistics. There's so much more, like how I used to think it was the most amazing skill to always have something interesting to add to a conversation, like clever dialogue in a movie. I'd see actors in British films portraying the late 1800s in the parlor, the women sitting, the men standing, one leaning on the fireplace mantle, holding a glass of wine. They spoke eloquently, quoting famous writers at just the appropriate time. They discussed the news and politics. It was so impressive. I found it delightful to imagine myself in that parlor sounding sophisticated and having a command of poetry, literature, history, world news, and knowing the perfect thing to say. I decided I was going to be that person in the parlor. I watched movies and read. When I heard a line I liked, I'd write it down, hoping to remember it at the appropriate moment. This is quite hysterical for someone with challenges in social communication and short-term memory. There are things that are delightful to autistics and things that are just part of our lives. 
Here are some little things that make up my autistic brain's experience. I find that a person's voice tone and quality means a lot. If I love how a day feels, I don't want it to end, which means I stay awake doing one more thing. Soon it's 2 a.m. I can't be sure of what a day will feel like when I wake up, so I want to extend the good ones. What about scents and odors? Good ones are awesome. For me, shampoo, soap, candles should not smell like food. I don't want my hair smelling like fruit. It seems unnatural. I know I'm not alone in this one. Colored lights. I want them everywhere. I have them in lamps and strips of them by the baseboards. I can change their color whenever I want. I also like lights on motion sensors. I use solar fairy lights on trees in my yard. Light makes me happy. Sunlight is important to my mood. In the southwest where I live, we have sunlight 350 days a year. I can't live just anywhere because light's different depending on latitude and altitude. It definitely affects my decisions about where to spend my time. Some autistics see trends. We can't predict the future. Pattern recognition may be a reason for it. I wonder if when we see patterns, our brain records them for analysis. The output is an intuitive feeling. If I can't see something, it doesn't exist. I don't use a produce drawer because I forget I have produce. When I put files in a desk drawer, they disappear from memory. Sometimes I don't pick up my mail because I'll have to figure out what to do with it. Since it's mostly junk mail anyway, I tell myself I'm just using the mailbox to store my recyclables. Do you keep things just in case? What if you need that credit card bill from 2011? Or an old shirt in case you decide to paint a wall someday? I get frustrated by not having a specific place for things. Why aren't these built into houses? Like an area for the trash can, a place for cat dishes, a storage area for suitcases. I have to know everything about an item before I buy it. I compare it with all other alternatives and take forever to decide. It's as if I get stuck in the information gathering phase. My brother calls it analysis paralysis. I don't like doing mechanical things like putting things together. My motto is, if all else fails, read the directions. Now some of these may sound familiar. Matching what you're drinking to the glass you're using. Like tea has to be in a china cup and coffee in a mug because it tastes better. Doesn't everyone do that? Do you have ham or pastrami on rye? Never on wheat bread, right? Peanut butter and jelly on white? Chicken on seed bread? If an autistic was observed doing that, I'm willing to bet that they would be considered OCD. Repetitive behaviors, all those unflattering labels, when all along the only thing repetitive is that we want to eat good food. Except for ricotta, which tastes like cheese-flavored sand. That's random, but I wanted to say it. It's an art form having can labels facing the same way, even with cat food. Many autistics use color to organize and identify, like money files are green, medical files are blue, etc. Some of us spend lots of energy finding a way to be organized, and then that lasts about four days. Do you talk to plants? I actually heard that's an autistic thing, is it? From the safety of home, where no one can hear you, do you yell at loud cars and dogs that bark all day long, saying things like, Hey, can't you make that louder? Come on, pup. You have another hour of barking in you. Did Dad let you borrow the car? That muffler isn't annoying enough yet. 
When you have a fried egg, do you eat the egg white first? Have you ever been asked how many times you wake up during the night? Not tested, asked. We have several trains of thought going on at the same time, all the time. If you like a piece of clothing, do you order several more just in case? Do you easily find comfortable shoes? Can you feel the moonlight on your body when you're outside and it's a full moon? I think I can. Can you feel the active area of your brain when you're thinking, feeling, focusing, detaching? As you listen to this at this moment, can you tell where it's happening in your brain? I appreciate a beautiful environment and good food. I feel down under fluorescent lights or walls with an institutional paint color. There are many examples, and I'm sure autistics experience other things not mentioned here. Things that autistics know contain information science is looking for. Autistic lives can be rich with detail and inspiration. There's a feeling we get with things we like that drives us to repeat it. I would explain it, that using the thinking side of my brain creates a reaction in the emotional side. Like, has anyone commented that you play the same song over and over? And you answer, I'm trying to learn the words. Knowing the lyrics enhances what I hear and what I feel. It enriches the enjoyment. Delight motivates me to imagine how to recreate it. Thinking about it feels good, and living it is over the top. I don't know of research, religion, metaphysics, or other thing that explains this phenomenon. I do know how great it is when something little, like watching a film, unexpectedly comes to life. Here's the rest of the story I began earlier. I have a friend who is studying, or reading as it's called in the UK, for her PhD at Darwin College. She invited me to visit, and the week I was there, a fellow student completed his viva, and we all went out to celebrate. It was at a rather elegant pub, mahogany walls, soft lighting, a fireplace, and an excellent selection of wine. Soon, there were about 10 PhD students sitting around a large table chatting. A student and a professor arrived who spent their days reading letters written by Charles Darwin that had been saved and sent to the university for research. Talk about fascinating, particularly to a Darwin fan like me. They were so interesting that I hardly had to talk and instead got to listen and learn from fascinating people. I even had the chance to talk to a professor from Wisconsin where I was practicing law at the time. I felt like I belonged. As the night ended, I realized that what I felt watching the British films turned into true delight I felt from getting to experience it. To some, this would be pure silliness. As you get to know an autistic person, you start to learn what our little things are. You can see what lights us up, what helps us navigate the world, and what we enjoy learning. You might even find yourself looking at the world in a new way. As much as I'd like to share my excitement, I don't tell neurotypical people because I'm aware of the reaction it might get. It's more than enough for me to know that the sheer pleasure in the little things is actually quite big. Share your little delightful things on Twitter and tag me at an autistic woman. It's further acknowledgement of what's right with us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Rate and review it, post a link on social media, and listen to other episodes. I enjoy hearing your thoughts, experiences, and ideas. 
So contact me at at an autistic woman on Twitter or info at theautisticwoman.com. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the autistic woman. Keep listening for the Ukraine national anthem. Slava Ukraini. Yeah.